You are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? Hello, my friends. Welcome to The Perfect Prana Show on 88.1 FM WCRX Saturdays and Sundays, also available on Apple and Spotify. I'm your host, Kaya Ann, and also a girl who's obsessed with yoga. So if you love yoga, this is the perfect place to be. And if you do not love yoga, this is still the perfect place to be so we have a great show ahead of us yoga news where i talk about what's going on in the world of yoga yoga heals where i bring on a very special guest usually another yoga instructor and talk to them about their practice and the weekly wellness challenge where we get to practice self-improvement because if we improve ourselves we improve the collective right (laughs) But before I get into all of that, let's just take this moment to center ourselves, to just go inward, find a little zen, if you know what I mean. So no matter where you're at, you're driving in your car, you're laying down, you're sitting on the couch, you're walking your pets, it doesn't really matter. Just take this moment to breathe. To focus on our breath, to focus on our prana. Prana, translating to breath, as in the breath of life, our energy source. You get what I'm saying? (laughs) So, first I'd like us to lengthen out our spines, whether you're sitting down, sit up nice and tall, or if you're laying, you know, lengthen out your spine, just creating a nice even line of energy from your tailbone to your crown, relaxing your shoulders, creating space between your shoulders and your ears, lengthening your neck. And then imagine with each breath, your spine grows longer, soften your face, your jaw, your eyebrows. Maybe soften your gaze or close your eyes depending on your circumstance, depending on your circumstance, and feel stillness wash over your entire body. Notice as your entire body is still, the parts that are still moving, the subtle blinks in your eyes, the movement of your belly, and just notice the movement that is in our life. And then take a deep inhale through your nose, fill up your belly like a balloon. And then exhale with stillness, let out a sigh like (sighs) cooling in your belly. Take a deep inhale through your nose, right into your belly, filling up your rib cage and then your lungs. And then exhale, emptying out your throat, letting out that sigh, emptying out your chest, your rib cage, and then your belly. Take a deep inhale through your nose. Imagine the breath or the energy traveling through your entire body, traveling up your spine, traveling to each part of your body that needs attention and nourishment, 
And then exhale, let out that sigh. Relaxing into your body, finding comfort. Take one more deep inhale with me through your nose. Filling all the way up. And take an even longer exhale. Sighing and emptying all the way out. I am centered. Let's get on with the show. Yoga news. This week's yoga news. February 20th was National Comfy Day. And I like a good comfort conversation. A good comforting conversation. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I kind of wanted to talk about this. Basically, this day is all about being cozy and comfortable. The There is this... The comfy bros, they created a wearable blanket, so then they made this day to basically market their product or whatever. But people still take this day as the opportunity to wear cozy things, be in cozy blankets, eat comfort food, do comforting things. And I am with it. Sometimes... It is necessary to lean into comfort, but then there are other times where it's necessary to lean into discomfort. So for this yoga news, I basically just kind of wanted to explore this topic, ask a few questions, kind of give you guys something to think about, maybe to journal, journal about, have a conversation with yourself. Comfort feels good. All of us, want to do what's comfortable we're seeking we're seeking comfort everything that we naturally do is in the direction to bring us comfort whether that be through food or substances or activities or people I don't know there's a lot of different things that could make us comfortable when I first saw this I was thinking like Oh yeah, yoga makes me comfortable in my body. And it's like in one aspect, yes, but then in other aspects, maybe not. And I'm not going to say yoga. I'm not going to say yoga. I'm going to say movement because that's, that's where my journey started. It started with movement. It did not start with yoga. So I'm thinking exercise, movement, it makes me comfortable in my body. And look, in one aspect, yes. But then in other aspects, no. So in yoga, and I'm sure a lot of people have learned about this or been based with this, but in yoga, I learned it as finding your edge, the line between pain and challenging yourself. I hate to say it, but there is no growth in comfort there's no growth in the comfort zone all growth is innately uncomfortable people say growing pains for a reason but the question here is how uncomfortable should i be to grow how easy should growth feel 
And I can't answer this for anybody. Like, I can't give you the answer. Like, only you know how easy it should feel. But I know for myself, real sustainable growth, it feels easy enough for me to keep doing it, but uncomfortable enough to where I am progressing forward into where it's a little bit different than what I'm normally doing. To where it's like, it feels like a stretch. Like stretching does not feel painful to me. A little uncomfortable, but not painful. Yoga Heels. <laughs> this week's guest, Lena. She was actually in my teacher training. Lena Conlin is a yoga teacher and a writer. She currently leads mindfulness in yoga and power vinyasa at Midtown in Palatine, Illinois. Her mission is to bring people together and to encourage people to find sense of mindfulness in their day. She feels that if people can leave her classes feeling happy in their bodies and in their minds, then that is her ultimate goal. Thank you so much for coming on the Perfect Prana Show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. It's been way too long. The main question that I ask everybody that comes onto the show is, when did you start practicing yoga? Why do you still practice yoga today? So the when question is sort of like on and off for years, ever since I was in high school, really, because I think it was introduced in high school and then, you know, Instagram, it was very trendy. So you see stuff and you like try certain poses and things like that. So it was more self-practice, self-taught. Um, but I didn't understand, you know, as much as we learned in our teacher training of like how to even really put together a class or to even practice because I never really took a yoga class. It was very much just me seeing poses and trying to imitate them. And I was a dancer for years. So I kind of saw yoga as more of a means to become more flexible so that I could do more in dance. And it was, it was very much like, Oh, that looks like what we do in warm ups. So I kind of understand like, you know, the static stretches and things like that. And then my mom actually did a yoga teacher training and she was the one who gave me the idea. She finished hers and she was like, this is, it was amazing. It was the most life-changing thing because, you know, when you, I feel like we will all experience this when you go through a yoga teacher training, you just want to talk to everyone about it. Cause it's so like magical for a while. Um, and so our training that we did together was the first time I ever really consistently took class. And the answer to why I keep doing it is like, I think, and tell me if you feel this as well, but like, after I done it for almost a whole year now, it's sort of addictive. Like it, it becomes like, I have an itch to do a practice because the way I feel after a class or the way I feel after I you know, just even do a couple of poses is so great. And I feel so like at home in my body and I feel very in control of, you know, my limbs and 
you get, you get a very peaceful feeling. Um, at least I do after I finish a class or I finish, you know, doing my own practice. So now I can really tell, like when I go like a couple of days and I don't do class, I don't feel good. Like I really don't feel good mentally. I don't feel good spiritually. I don't feel good physically. My muscles start to tighten up. So I feel like I'm sort of been, I'm stuck now. Like I'm, I have to, I have to keep going. Otherwise I, I know how good I can feel. And so you kind of, you know, you're like, well, I should really go do a flow. Cause I know I'm going to get rid of this achy feeling or this bad feeling, or if I'm stressed, it's like, well, I could just go do yoga. And then I probably would feel better and be able to solve this problem afterwards. Um, I like that you said, look, it's sort of addictive. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, that really resonates with me. Uh, and I would say in general, because before the training, I was really into working out, like I'm running, I'm going to the gym and I did my, I was always like, okay, I'm going to do some yoga or like, um, some stretching after my workout. But, um, I always found like once I, found refuge and movement in my life movement then became addictive but the part about I will say that separates yoga and other movement for me is that yoga has allowed me to have certain discussions about my life about who I am how I feel that um I guess other movement hasn't really included in it like in our teacher training we were having the most engaging conversations ever I'm like deeply thinking about my life and Mm -hmm. how I act and how I you know how I behave so addictive is the right word I mean I don't know I feel like maybe there are positive addictions (laughs) yeah I mean and even with you talking about the our teacher training I feel like part of why it is such a, an addictive type of movement. Cause I like what you said about how, like you start to need movement in your life. Cause I think as people, we do need that, especially since society kind of forces us to not move as much. We're sitting in desks all day, whether it's school or work. Um, but like what I feel like we all experienced in our yoga teacher training, especially with that group, which was so great and shout out to everyone. I miss you all so much. But it was like, it's very emotional. It can be emotional for yourself or it can be emotional as a group. Like we were crying on the last day because I was like, no, this group of people and like the, the energy in the room every day when I would see everybody and we would just like experience something so personal, but also so like connective with each other was so amazing What I wanted to ask you, mindfulness, I feel like it is still like hard to understand for me and like for a lot of people, they're like, what even is mindfulness? Like, what does that mean? So what is mindfulness to you? And like, what does it feel like? I think a good definition of mindfulness would be being present in your mind and in your body in the exact moment that you're in. And that's actually why it's such a struggle for me because I'm such a planner. I love to think ahead. And the more and more you think ahead or the more and more, you know, you're getting lost in like a 
doom scroll on online or you're, you know, consuming all these different types of media, you know, you're, you're watching a TV show. So you're not really in your present body, in your surroundings, you're off in some other land somewhere, or, you know, you're looking at what's going on on the internet and like celebrity culture. And you're, so you're keeping up to date on all of that, or, you know, you're thinking ahead to like, okay, what am I going to do next week? What do I have to do? Or even you're thinking to the past where you're like, reliving a conversation you had thinking of all the things you could have said that were different or having an argument with someone in your head where you're like, I should have said this because I would have gotten, you know, one over on that person or something like that, which everyone kind of has a tendency to do because we're constantly thinking about our experience. And so in class and, and just anyone who's trying to practice mindfulness, I think would try to just start to focus on like, what does my body feel like right now? Like, what are some feelings I'm having right now? And like, what do I think about them? And then can I let go of those thoughts and just sit here with my cup of coffee and and not watch a YouTube video while I drink my coffee and eat my breakfast this morning? Can I just sit and like, enjoy my food and look at the sun and like, enjoy the moment or, you know, sit with someone and not even really have a conversation, just like enjoy the company of someone or, you know, just like try to get rid of all of the like constant thinking and just be like, Oh wow. I love this moment. I'm never going to get this moment again. It's never going to come again. You know, we might have lots of Sunday mornings, but like this one will never happen again. So trying to just have a moment where you think about that and find times in the day to really reconnect with yourself in the present time that you're in and like how your body feels that day, how your heart feels that day, you know, how your spirit feels that day, like all of those kinds of things help. I think a restart is like the best way that I can explain it of how I feel is that it sort of like gets you back to the starting line and then you can, you can go off and and continue to think and plan and do all the things you have to do and, and all of that. But to have moments where you just check in with yourself can be really helpful in just eliminating anxiety or whatever might come up. Before we go, you know, I ask all of my guests if you could lead us through a pranayama and like you mentioned, a mindfulness meditation for mm-hmm. just a few breaths, a few minutes or however you'd like to structure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to turn on my yoga voice, which is different from my normal <laughs> voice, which I always laugh about. So yeah, but um, flutter your eyes closed. Take a deep breath in and out. Bring your awareness to the top of your head. Imagine a warm white light flickering right at the crown of your head. Take a deep breath in for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhale, two, three, four, hold. Inhale, two, three, four, 
hold. Exhale, two, three, four. Imagine this warm white light starting to travel down your forehead, over the back of your head, into your eyebrows, into the tops of your ears. Imagine it warming your body as it travels down your face, over the bridge of your nose, into your cheeks, into your jaw. Imagine it traveling down your neck, into your shoulders. Take one breath into your shoulders and as you exhale, imagine any tension in your muscles melting away. Imagine this light continuing to travel over your chest, down the tops of your arms, into your torso, warming you as it travels further down your arms, into your hips, over your legs, into your fingertips, into your knees, over your calves, and into your ankles, and finally, over the tops of your feet and into your toes. Let this warm light encompass your whole body, warming your skin, radiating out from your being. Take a deep breath in for one, two, three, Four, hold, exhale, two, three, four. Imagine this warm white light sinking beneath your skin, into your bones, into your muscles and your organs. Imagine it sinking even deeper into the very center of your being. And now bring that white warm light into the very center of your chest. Imagine it at the very core of your being, flickering gently beneath your heart. As you bring your awareness back to your skin, back to the air around you, imagine that flickering light remaining beneath your skin at the core of your being. Imagine you carry it with you for the rest of your day. Slowly open your eyes. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And then we'll go into the rest of class usually. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alina. Namaste. Thank you for having me. Namaste. Thank you.
You're listening to The Perfect Prana Show on 88.1 FM WCRX, Saturdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 9 a.m., also available on Apple and Spotify. Weekly Wellness Challenge. Last week's challenge was Brahmacharya. And look, those of you that don't know, I've been following the eight limbs of yoga, yoga philosophy for my challenge. So you know now. Last week I did Brahmacharya, which is the right use of energy or behaviors that are in line with Brahman or with the divine. There's so many translations for this. On to this week's challenge, Aparigraha. This is practicing non-attachment or non-greed. This is actually the last yama. So that's exciting. We'll be moving on to the Niyamas yet next. What's the challenge this week? There is none. It's a reflection time period. And I didn't want to do a challenge because I'm like, this is about non-attachment. I don't want to set any type of goals to where you feel obligated or where I feel obligated to like where I have to do something and I have to measure something. I have to have at least one journal prompt. I have to have at least one creative activity done. I have to have this done or by the end of the week to complete this challenge. Like, no, 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 there is no goal here there is no goal for this specific yama and what's funny is this week i was faced with this question from my yoga class was practicing for the sake of practicing with no goal in mind is that possible what does that look like is that necessary and sometimes it really is it's important to just do something because it makes you feel good It makes you feel good and it's not harming you. Like, I feel like that needs to be added. (laughs) There is no specific challenge for this week because we we are being non-attached queens and kings. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Perfect Prana Show. This is the fifth episode, so you guys are some ride or dies if you're here. And I love you. Um, you're listening to the Perfect Product Show on 88.1 FM WCRX. Also available on Apple and Spotify, where I post extended versions. So if you want to hear more, then listen to Apple and Spotify because I, I post the lengthy stuff. But before I go, I'd like to end with a quote. And I actually got this quote from the Holy Quran because it really ties in. And it's a very short quote. And you know, there's a lot of different translations for this, but this is chapter two of the Holy Quran, named the cow. I can't give you the original language for this, but chapter two, verse 153. And I'm only taking a small part from this quote. It's just that, it's just to seek comfort through patience in prayer. The translation that I have says something a little bit different. Seek assistance through patience 
in prayer, but in the name of comfort, I wanted to go with this translation because it kind of ties in with the episode. And it is kind of like a reminder to kind of end this whole discussion I've been having this entire episode is that like, sometimes that's where the comfort is, 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 is in trusting the process. That is like being patient. Like I know that I'm gonna get where I need to go as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I trust that I will be okay. Prayer, prayer looks different for everybody, but I recommend a prayer practice for everybody though. Cause we take in a lot of things from this world. A lot of toxicities, mental toxicities. And I do find that we need prayers to kind of combat that. All these messages and things that we're seeing on social media and the news and wherever, like in music, we need prayers to combat that stuff, to circulate our mind. Cause there's a lot circulating our mind that is harmful to us, so. nothing wrong with a good little prayer whatever that looks like for you as long as it's helping you elevate then I love that to seek comfort through patience in prayer because I know again I have constantly thought so many times that comfort enlightenment this peaceful state whatever I'm looking for it is in the substance it is in this thing it's in this place it's in this time but no it's within me and I have to be patient and I also have to pray with that being said may the divinity within me bow to the divinity within you namaste